Hey, everybody. I want to welcome you back to Talking Softball with Coach B. Hope everybody had a wonderful Valentine's Day and got a chance to enjoy that with the special person in your life. I also hope that everybody's enjoying success on the softball field. You know, we've got a lot of games going on right now and a lot of softball happening at the high school level, the college level. Our younger select teams are getting after it on the field, and and that's exciting, okay? We got through the offseason, and now we're back into action on the field and that's always an exciting time but i'm gonna i'm gonna go back and visit the off season i had an interesting off season and i'm going to talk as an organizational director today sometimes i talk as a coach but today i'm going to talk as an organizational director and i've talked to a lot of organizational directors in our game over the last six months and it's it's an interesting time in the world of select softball there's just a lot going on, right? There's a lot of jockeying for position. There's every off season, there's always movement. There's teams that join organizations, leave organizations, move around. And my organization's no different. We lost some teams this winter and we gained some teams. But I'm always interested about why teams leave where they are to go somewhere else. And I asked, and we lost five or six teams. I asked our coaches, and a lot of them, their response was, well, Coach B, we just don't feel like you're doing enough for us. We don't feel like you're providing us enough, so we're going we're gonna to go do something else. Okay. All right. What am I not providing? What am I not doing? Well, we, we need help filling our rosters and just have we just struggle to fill our roster and keep our roster where we want it to be. Okay, that's on me. Right? It's that's on me. 50 plus teams in the organization, it's my responsibility to make sure that every team has the players and the talent level they need. Right? Because I have this room at my training facility. I have this room and I have all of these players in different age groups sitting in that room waiting for me to come to them and say, hey, I have a team for you. I have a team that, that needs you. I need you to go play for them. That's not the way it is. We host organizational workouts. We host organizational tryouts. I tell all of our teams to host individual team tryouts. We try to do what we can. I have coaches that when they hear about players, they'll reach out to all of the players in that age group and say, hey, I know about this kid. She's looking for a team. We have our big organizational workout in the fall, and we have a couple hundred kids out there. And before every workout, I get the coaches together and I say, there is a home for every player at this workout. We need to make sure we take care of that for them, create a home. At the end of the workout, I look up, teams are talking to players, and there's a group of 20 kids standing over here by themselves that none of the coaches are talking to, and those kids don't get an opportunity. right? And I'll go to coaches, and I'll say, we need to talk to that group. Somebody needs to engage with that group and do what we need to make sure we find them a home. right? Well, you know, whatever reason it may be, don't have the talent level, blah, blah, blah. The workout lasted two hours. We don't know. We don't know exactly what that player can do in two hours. I hated tryouts when I was a college coach because you can't really tell what kids' 
ability or potential in a two-hour workout? I mean, you just can't. You don't know. You have to work with them on a daily basis. You know, and I try to tell our coaches, it's your job to take those kids and make them better. Do you, you want all these finished products that are just going to come out and be ready to be successful. That's easy. You want to truly coach. Make sure you make your team better. Make sure every player on your team gets an opportunity to be better, especially in our younger age groups. And I talk to org guys all the time about this. I mean, we've had some really, t in the time I've been in charge of the organization that I'm in charge of, we've had some really talented young players. And inevitably, as they age up, a coach will say, well, we really don't have room for her, blah, 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 blah. Well, that player will leave and go to another organization and then they finally hit their development stage and now you're playing against them. And now they're succeeding when you had an opportunity to be a part of their development. But that's on me. It's on me as the org director. I, I don't do enough helping them find players. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, you're not doing enough to help us get exposure. Well, what's exposure? Are you playing in quality events? Are you putting your team out on the field against quality teams? And are you having success? What level do you want your exposure at? Because there's all levels. But that's not for me to determine as the organizational director. Each coach needs to see that. And not only that, we need to communicate. Hey, Coach B, do you think we could get into this event or should we look at playing this event? And I don't know. Let's talk about your team. Tell me what you have on your team. What's the schedule you've played and how have you performed on that schedule to have an opportunity to go to a, a, an upper tier event? All right. Well, Coach, you don't come out to our practices. Well, Coach, did you tell me when your practices are? Do I have your, your practice schedule? Do I have your game schedule? If you want me to come to your games and you want me to come to your practices, I need to know when those things are happening. Because if I have time, I'll go. Because I do that for teams that contact me. I do that for teams that reach out and say, hey, can you come over and watch this work out? Sure. Right? Then I'll have parents contact me. Coach, we're going to leave the organization. And I had one reach out, and this one I had to respond to because they said, Coach, we've been in with the organization for two years, and our team isn't on the website, and my daughter's not on the website, and we just haven't gotten anything from the organization in our time that we've been here. I went to our website, and their team does have a page on our website because every team has a page on our website. And I looked at it, and there was no roster listed and no schedule listed. Okay? Well, again, with 50-plus teams, I can't be the person that builds every team's web page and keeps it updated. So what we do is we give all of our coaches access. We provide them all of the instructions on how to set up their website. And the templates there, they just have to plug in the information. 
about a 30-minute job. Get that done and get it set up, go back in and keep it updated. All right? But I can't do that for everybody. Well, we just you just don't provide anything. Well, I said, we provide a recruiting service to every player in the organization. Does your daughter have her recruiting profile online, and is she using the recruiting service that we provide? Well, we didn't know anything about it. Well, again, I provided all of that information to your coaches, and I would have provided it to all of the parents, because I do send out a mass email to all of our parents in the organization who are registered and on their the respective correspondence pages, and I send that information out on a regular basis. But again, 600 athletes, I can't set up every one of their sports recruits pages. And I don't think any organizational director can do that. It's not just me. I just don't think any organizational director can do that. I mean, it's just time-consuming, and at some point in time, coaches and players have to take responsibility for doing those things. But it amazes me every year, it's all about what I or the organization isn't doing for the team or the player. And now I'm going to start responding to that with, what are you doing for the organization? What are you doing to be an active member of the organization to make sure that you take advantage of what the organization offers? Instead of just sitting back and saying, well, I need you to do this for me. How about, hey, coach, what do you need us to do? Right? What do you need? What, what do you need from us? Well, need you to keep your web page. I mean, something simple. I just need you to keep your web page updated. Need you to make sure that all of your players have their recruiting profiles updated and are engaging in the recruiting process. I need to have your players attending organizational workouts so I can see your players and I can see what their talent level is. Okay. I need to know who your players are. You know, every team, you get access to come and work out at our facility. I think three or four teams take advantage of that. And I get it. It's a drive. I get it. But the next time you drive across the Metroplex to go to a Rangers game or drive across the Metroplex to go to a Mavs game or go shopping or go out to dinner, remember that. Remember that, okay? It's not just always about what the organization does for their people, right? For an organization to be successful and an organization to really continue to grow and prosper and provide opportunities, it's a lot about what the members of that organization do for that group. And I'm not just saying that in select softball. I hear people complain about their high school coach or their high school team or this or that. Well, what are you doing? What are you doing to make it better? Or are you just sitting back expecting them to do everything for you? What are you doing to engage and give back to make it a better situation for everybody? That's at any level, right? It's at any level.
And it's no different in the world of athletics, the world of business, right? Yes. You expect a certain amount from the organization. And our organization provides a lot. But very few of our people and our teams take advantage of everything the organization offers. And then when someone else comes along and dangles the next best thing in front of them, they're like, oh, my God, we got to go do that because they, they offer so much more over there. Well, how's it going to be different? How's it going to be different? Are they going to do everything for you? Or are you going to engage differently to take advantage of what they do? Because in reality, some of those issues are just going to go with you. It's not always somebody else's issue. Sometimes you have to look in the mirror and say, what are we doing? All right. If I'm not maintaining my roster and keeping my roster, players are leaving all of the time. Why is that happening? Why can't I keep a roster? I think that everybody wants to take shots at organizations and everybody wants to talk about organizations or money grabs and organizations do this and they say all of these things and they don't follow through with it. No, an organization's a business. For that business to flourish and be successful, there has to be a revenue flow. And there has to be a financial component that gives that organization an opportunity to be successful. And it amazes me every year that teams don't pay their dues, players don't pay their dues, but then they complain because the organization's not doing anything. And I'm like, if you don't pay for your electricity, you're not going to be able to watch your TV. If you don't pay your cell phone bill, you're not going to be able to do TikTok videos. And I just think there's so much controversy, or not even, let's not use controversy, that's a big word, but there's so much rumbling in the world of select sports that it could also, it, it, a lot of it could be settled. Again, it goes back to a couple of episodes ago. It comes back to communication. What do you, what do you want? What are your expectations? Here are my expectations. What are your expectations? And communicating and how do we make sure that all those things are taken care of? Because I hear all the time from players in my organization, they're like, Coach, I didn't know that we did that. Coach, I didn't know that we had an opportunity to do that. So, well, the coach knew that you do. I send emails out about it. It's on social media. I don't know what else we can do. So we're in the middle of a season right now, and it's, it's long, spring through summer. And then come August, we're going to be in the off season again, and we're going to have all of this rumbling and all of this movement for whatever reason. I just want people to know that before you point the finger and accuse someone about what they don't do for you, I want you to take some time to figure out what you're doing for yourself and what are you doing for your organization. Because I hear it from people's mouths. I hear it from people's mouths. I hear it from parents. I hear it from coaches. 
I don't care about the organization. I just care about our team. Well, that's, that's not the right mentality. The organization is not just an accumulation of teams. It's a functioning body that's supposed to work together for success. It goes back to my last episode when I talked about the little gal that just comes out on the field and every day at practice because she loves to be out there and has energy and passion for the game, and it's not about her skill set. It's just about wanting to be a part of it. She's not entitled. She's not. She doesn't have an ulterior motive of what's in it for her, and I think we all, again, as I said last episode, I'm going to say today, I think we all could learn from her. It's about what we all do together. Not about, hey, I got to get the most out of this for me. Or I got to make sure that my kid gets the most out of this for her. It's about what do we do together? And how do we give each other an opportunity to succeed? It's a team sport. If, if you can't be a successful member of a team sport, then you need to go play an individual sport. Because without the team... An individual can only succeed to a certain level. So I want to wish everyone the best of luck. I hope everyone has a great spring season. It's an exciting time. It's always great to see highlights on TV or on social media about great plays and great things that are happening. A challenge is pay attention. Pay attention to the energy on the field. And also remember, it's not always about what somebody else does for me. So what am I doing for them or for the best of the group? So that's my message today. We're continuing with our webinars on Sunday evenings, and that schedule is going to be on uh, the Facebook page here at Talking Softball with Coach B. It's also on my personal social media links. It's a great opportunity for us to talk about how to make this game better. I'm not saying I have all of the answers, but I enjoy the conversation and the sharing of ideas and what we can do for each other. Not what each one of us gets from it, but what we can do from each other and how each each of us has an opportunity to become a better coach and create a better opportunity for our teams. Well, that's it for today. I want to thank everyone for listening, and I hope you're enjoying Talking Softball with Coach B. I ask you to subscribe through your local podcast provider, You can also follow us on facebook.com slash talking softball. Gives you an opportunity to provide feedback and also provide any questions that you might want us to answer on an upcoming episode. This has been Talking Softball with Coach B, and I want to thank you for listening, and I hope everybody has a great day.